You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Lockdown Reds podcast. I've got a crossover episode for you today. We are talking this Reds Pirates series. It's about to be a marathon between the Reds and Pirates. Was just looking at uh, the last time that the Reds were actually in Pittsburgh, and it was back in May. And they're going to be in Pittsburgh a lot over the next couple of weeks. But I wanted to bring in Ethan Smith. We're going to talk about this series and more on today's podcast. Thank you so much for finding me. If this is the first time that you're finding the podcast, make sure that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app and you're following me right here on YouTube. But today's episode is brought to you by Locked On MLB. You can check out Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully and his wealth of knowledge of baseball, both past and present that he brings to you each and every day. Check out the locked on MLB podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But as for right now, let's bring him in. He is Ethan Smith, the host of the locked on pirates podcast. And we are going to be talking about a lot of reds and pirates here because they've got nine games together. I, I was just joking about how much the Reds and Pirates hadn't played and whoever made the schedule decided that the Reds and Pirates would just spend September sleeping over at each other's houses. So here we are. This is the first of three with the Reds at PNC. First of all, though, Ethan, how you doing, man? I'm wonderful. I am, again, as the, my listeners heard yesterday, I am in Orlando, Florida for the entire week. Uh, I'm taking a break from work. Uh, not really. A lot of people are like, why are you leaving park so early today? I said, I gotta go host a podcast. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Have a good time. <laughs> um, but it's great down here. It rained for like an hour and then the humidity went up. So that's why my hair is all over the place. Um, but again, as I will mention first, Jeff, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers are one and oh, and leading the AFC North after I don't even know how to explain that game yesterday. <laughs> that, that game between Baltimore and Oakland. Don't know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched that game all the way through. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened in NFL week one. Um, shout out to our locked on NFL podcast. They've been covering it like crazy. And I'm sure, uh, locked on Ravens and locked on Raiders had plenty to say about yep. that. And I'll say this too, like, it's not really any sort of deep analysis on football, but the whole Peyton and Eli thing, sign me up for that. I'm glad that they're doing 10 games for the next three seasons. That's, that's going to be a lot of fun. But when it comes to the baseball side of this, uh, these two towns having a sports rivalry, we're coming into a very different uh, crossroads here. The pirates are looking toward the future. The reds are looking toward the present and both of them are kind of on a little bit of a uh, backpedal here. The reds have lost six straight series. And should they score a run in the first inning tonight? It'll be the first run they've scored in 15 innings. It's been a struggle for this lineup, and they're facing a left-handed pitcher, which say what you will about the guy on the mound. I don't even know the stats off the top of my head, but all I know is he throws left-handed, and that's been a problem for the Reds this season. So I'm interested to see what happens. And then on the converse, we got Wade Miley on the mound. There's lots going on tonight. Uh, What can you tell me about this dude that we're going to see pitch for the Buccos? Dylan Peters was a throwaway from the Los Angeles Angels and Gary Morgan, who I have on my podcast every Monday, is trying to figure out what the Angels like didn't see that we have finally seen in him. 
I mean, you look at the stats on the year, 0-2, 3-3-80 That's not going to blow your socks off, but that's over 18 and a half innings pitched. It's better than a lot of what we've seen on the mound this year. And, I mean, if he can continue to do what he's doing right now, you're looking at the Tyler Anderson guy for next year. Tyler Anderson, of course, was on the team earlier this year, traded him to Seattle. By the way, um, for all of my fun viewers, he currently has, I believe, a since he's joined um, – the Mariners. He currently has 69 innings pitched and a 4.20 ERA. So uh, <laughs> take that as you will. Uh, I saw that the other day. Um, but either way, with Peters, um, he throws some really good stuff. He gives you about four or five innings. So if I actually look real quick, I'll go ahead and look. Um, over his time in Pittsburgh, I mean, four innings, five innings, five innings, four innings. You'll take that, though. I mean, in most of those games, the, mo the most earned runs he gave up was in a 4-3 loss to the Cardinals a couple weeks ago. But if the Reds struggle against left-handed pitching and he gets his stuff going, you could be in for a really low-scoring game here between the Pirates and the Reds. But as you said, I mean, we're going to see each other just as um, about as much as the Bengals and the Steelers are going to see each other this year, it feels like. I mean – nine games over the rest of the year. And I mean, the season ends October 5th. That's going to be interesting. And I mean, this offense for the pirates, some people have said, and I've said it too, it's been pretty bad this year, but as of late, I mean, they haven't been terrible. They put up 10 runs on Saturday night against the nationals. Um, I mean, they've seen them score uh, eight runs against the Cubs. They're picking it up a little bit. Key Brian Hayes has been in the leadoff spot, which I've absolutely raved about over the last couple weeks. Brian Rose still doing his thing. Uh, Yoshi Sutsugo doing some fun stuff in the uh, home run spot where he's been hitting them out of the park. Colin Moran as well is finally healthy again. He's been doing some good stuff. So we're seeing a lot of fun things from the Pirates right now. Again, it's more about looking into next year or potentially playing spoiler to the Reds. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, hey, the Cubs have done their job so far as playing spoiler because the Reds are done with them. But the f last two series that they faced against the Cubs, the Cubs took two out of three in each one of those. So what do the Pirates do with this? One, one thing I'm, I'm curious about, and it was something I was talking to a friend of mine with the other day. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned Key Brian Hayes, you mentioned Brian Reynolds. Those are two guys that I can name. Colin Moran, I also remember. I forgot that they got Sutsugo, which I loved whenever the Rays got him and thought it was interesting they were passing up on him so quickly. So it's good to see that he's flourishing with the Pirates. Um, try, I'm trying to think of who else that I can name off the top of my head without looking at baseball reference. Is Jacob Stallings still there? Yes. He is actually okay. our 2021 Roberto Clemente Award nominee. That was a nice. I remember that he usually hits pretty well against the Reds too. So that'll, it'll be interesting to see if he kind of feasts a little bit. And I know Colin Moran does. Um, I, I, I want to know what we're going to get because he's been so consistent all year long, although he showed a couple of rough outings before his last outing did Wade Miley. Well, Wade Miley's last uh, pitching performance was phenomenal, to see if he can continue that because in 2019 he had a phenomenal season for the Houston Astros his last season there in Houston and coming into the month of September he had a 309 ERA and at the end of September he had a 3.98 ERA because he gave up a ton of runs and very few innings pitched because he just got shelled that hasn't happened largely 
here in this month of September. And if he can be a guy that if the Reds make that wild card game, if he can be a guy they can rely on, that's just one more thing. I, I keep advocating that should the Reds hopefully end up making this one game playoff with either the Dodgers or the Giants, then turn your starting rotation almost into your bullpen and only rely on one or two guys out of your bullpen because you got to win that game to talk about anymore. Like, I know there's some fans that are just like, well, then you might be spending yourself. I'm not saying pitch all five guys, but, you know, if you pitch two or three dudes, then you can use the other two guys you don't pitch in the NLDS. Fingers crossed we're even talking about all this stuff. But the fact of the matter remains, like, what are we getting from Wade Miley? This is a quintessential day to figure that out because this is kind of like you said, it's, it's kind of a tasty matchup for a guy like Wade Miley. How does he capitalize on that in the pirates home park? Because I'd be interested to see exactly what he gives us because he's been the dude that the reds rely on to get them out of funks all year long. It's just the funk right now. Isn't the pitching it's, it's the hitting. Yeah. And that's kind of where the pirates have been all year. Obviously they've had funks everywhere being a 52 and 91 ball club. Um, but one of the things they've done very well this year is play very good defense, which has really supplemented a lot of things over having a bad pitching staff because Jacob Stallings at one point, and he stayed, uh, still may be doing it, led the entire majors in runs um, runs saved or whatever they call it. Defensive um, run saved? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Kevin Newman is potentially a shortstop gold glove candidate as well. I don't know if they've announced like the um, – finalists for any of these awards yet. I don't even know if they ever really will do that. Um, but another interesting thing that I'll bring up this uh, today too is tomorrow is, of course, Roberto Clemente Day across MLB. So the Reds will have a nice little 21 patch on their sleeve tomorrow. So that should be fun to see. And then, I mean, Wade Miley, this should be a very good game for him. I'm not sure how he is against the home run ball. Does he give up a lot of home runs? He's pretty good at limiting hard contact. That's been his bread and butter all year long. He's not a high strikeout guy. He does limit the walks, but he's not like particularly amazing at it. It's just, he doesn't give up hard contact. Okay. The reason I was asking is because here's a wonderful stat about uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates since the all-star break, the blue Jays have hit 43 home runs over their last 17 games since August 28th. The pirates have just 39 home runs since the all-star break. Wow. So you can get the idea that if Wade Miley can limit the home run ball, which shouldn't be too hard against this uh, Pirates offense, as well as limit the walks, because Pirates have actually been pretty good at getting on base via the walk. They're just bad at capitalizing on it once they get them on base. So this could be a really good game for Wade Miley to do that. But I will ask, I would assume if you do make the wild card game against the Dodgers or whoever, even maybe the Padres, depending on how this all ends up, um, would Luis Castillo still be the guy? Like, would he still be your guy that pitches that day? Or, I mean, who do they throw out there? Tell you what, let me chew on that for a moment because I'll give you the answer in just a moment. I want to tell you about Bet Online first. And let's, uh, I don't know about you, Ethan, but when it comes to online sports books, it's the only one that I trust. And they got this great deal for you. I, I heard they got a great promo code. Do you know what that promo code is? Locked on, locked or locked 15, locked on, something nope. like that. Locked on, locked on. You got it right the first time. It's going to give you 100% more on your deposit. You buy one, get one free, basically, when you set up your profile today with that promo code. And they've got all kinds of great lines, whether you're talking about the NFL or Major League Baseball. When you're talking about money lines, uh, run lines. You can do prop bets. If, you, if you've got to, you got to be 
tonight on a specific guy who might hit a home run. Maybe you feel some sort of way about how many strikeouts Wade Miley or Dylan Peters are going to have. You can take a look at those as well. You can find that all at betonline.ag. Set up your profile today with that promo code locked on and you'll get 100% added onto your initial deposit. I usually try to give everybody a tip, not really feeling any sort of way tonight about a certain game. Um, trying to look at the schedule, nothing really popping up right now, but check it out today. Set up your profile. If you haven't already done so at betonline.ag, it's the only sports book that we trust here on the lockdown podcast network. And we love it. Because betonline.ag rocks. Set up today your profile with the promo code locked on to get 100% more on your initial deposit. All right. So you mentioned Luis Castillo. I, I've been thinking about this lately because I, I try to view Luis Castillo through an objective lens. Because if I look at him through Red's color goggles, uh, I do what I did in the preseason and I put money on him to win the Cy Young. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I'm, I'm that that's a sunk cost at this point. But when I look at Luis Castillo, I see a pretty good pitcher, a dude who's above average, a dude who every fifth day out, you don't feel bad about him being on the mound. You don't have question marks about him being on the mound, but I don't look at him in the same vein as a Scherzer, which you don't look at anybody the same way you look at Max Scherzer, but you don't look at him as that surefire shutdown dude. He's not a Woodruff. He's not a Burns. He's not, um, he, I don't even know that he's a Kershaw, even at this point in Kershaw's career. He's a guy that I wish was at that level and I can see him getting to that level, but I don't think he's there right now. I have been saying for the better part of last month that I would make him my starter. I'm almost considering changing that up and simply, uh, put, it's Tyler Malley. Uh, Tyler Malley on the road has been a phenomenally different pitcher than Tyler Malley at Great American Ballpark. Sorry, I was trying to talk and type at the same time there. I'm not a very good uh, multitasker. But um, it, he has been, I think, below two or right at two ERA on the road. He is so good at limiting damage from the other team. I might consider starting him over Castillo. And the whole thing that I've, I've been thinking about with this, as I, I've said it before with Castillo, give him three or four innings, maybe one time, maybe two times through the order. That's it. And I know that there's a bunch of Rays fans that are like getting flashbacks to Blake Snell, but I, I, I don't see this as a thing where you have to ask him to go five, six, seven innings. You start Mally or Castillo, I'm feeling a lot less confident about Castillo as I think more and more about him and I see him pitch more. But one of those two guys, and then you bring in Wade Miley and you change things up because those guys throw hard, high spin rate. Malley, he's throwing soft, just trying to get you to hit his best pitch and get yourself out with that pitch. So I, I think it would be, and plus he throws left and they throw right. So it'd be a great change up there, but I'm, I, it's an interesting question. I don't know that I'm as sold on Luis Castillo being that starter as I was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, realistically, that's kind of how it's been all season with the pirates is who is their number one guy. At one point, it looked like J.T. Brubaker. As you mentioned, the only time the Pirates have beaten the Reds, J.T. Brubaker was the reason why. Um, now he's obviously taken a dip. Stephen Brault, been injured all year. Couldn't really like put him in that conversation. I still would, but most people wouldn't. 
And then after that, I mean, you've seen so many different arms, you really can't figure it out. And looking at the Reds' schedule as well, is this is going to be more about the Reds. I mean, the Reds are more going on to a lot of things. Um, I mean, in between these next two series, you play the Dodgers. That there's your wild card series preview right there. That, that that's what you guys need to be looking at. Then I saw you play the Nationals, who are no pushover in any like any right mind. And then the White Juan Soto, who just doesn't make out. <laughs> yeah, and that's where now that you mentioned Soto as well, I looked at Nicholas Castellanos. Looking at his stats again, the dude's been having a phenomenal year. The Reds make the playoffs. He has to get MVP votes, right? There's no way he doesn't. I think he gets votes. Um, I, I he's probably not going to win it simply because he missed all that time mm-hmm. uh, with after the hit by pitch that he got there. Um, but I, I think that he gets votes. He's still got a shot at the batting title, which I love. Reds haven't had a batting title in a very very long time, so I'd love to see him get that. Yeah, um, and I mean uh, the only award getter that I'm really looking at for the Reds is shout out to your call in the preseason. I don't know who is even in the same conversation with Jonathan India at this point for rookie of the year, like Trevor Rogers, maybe, but he's missed a lot of time. Um, not Hayes. I'll tell you that. I mean, Hayes, Hayes has looked nice, but he hadn't played a ton. Like I was, I was trying to look at it according to the qualification rules, which I forget what I think it's like, three appearance, three plate appearances per game. I, I forget what the qualifier is, but there's only three hitters in the entire national league that qualify, uh, under, you know, rookie qualifications so far as like at bat wise and all that stuff. And it's only India, uh, Dylan Carlson and Paven Smith. And he is far and away better than those guys. Like he's, yeah. he's got more homers. He's got better average, better on base, better slugging. Um, even a better walk rate, which I don't know that award voters look at that, but you know, different things like that. So, you know, shout out to you, take a victory lap on calling that because I called, I said, key Brian Hayes and you said Jonathan India and you were right about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, I try to be right about a lot of things, even though I wasn't (laughs) right about anything going on in this division outside of saying the pirates are going to be last. Considering I, I think if you, we all remember our, our big NL central crossover, I definitely said, Cardinals are probably going to win it, and the Brewers are going to be second. The Brewers have just been the best team outside of California all season, like in the yeah. National League. It's It's been straightforward going. And, I mean, again, say the Pirates here win three of these nine games, that could be tough for the Reds. I mean, even three yeah. and six over nine, you don't get proud of that as a Pirates fan at all, but it's like for the Reds, that could be detrimental with some of the opponents that you still have. I – I pretty much set the bar at one game. Like, and I know that that is tough. I know that that, you know, Pittsburgh still has professional players on the roster. I mean, that's something that we talked about with the Cubs series, multiple series of struggles that the Reds had because, you know, whatever they, they traded away a bunch of guys, but they still had dudes who got pride, got that competitive spirit. And I know that that sounds super cheesy, but that's what it is. Like the front offices are trying to set up their teams for the future. The players want to win right now. 
They don't want to go out there and lose games. They're not trying to lose games. So the key for the Reds is to do something that they have not done in a very long time, like pretty much since um, Jesse Winker went on the IL, which he is starting a rehab assignment in AAA. So he's not going to be here for this series, but he may be back for some of the upcoming series with the Pirates. But for right now, the Reds have to get up early in these games, first, yep. second, third innings, get a multiple run lead. That way you kind of demoralize the Pirates because otherwise, if you let the Pirates hang around, they're professional guys. Colin Moran, he can hit home runs. Brian Reynolds doesn't make outs. And then you've got key Brian Hayes, who is the future there in Pittsburgh. So if you let them hang around and, and whatever, is, is Rodolfo Castro still a thing? I know he was a thing for a minute. Not right now. Okay, not a thing right now. But I know, you know, like you have those guys that you don't expect that just come out of nowhere, like Frank Schwindel. He's been one of my favorite stories in Major League Baseball this year for the Cubs. The Pirates probably got to do like that too. So the Reds just can't mess around with this with these nine games. And I, I know it sucks to say that, but the Reds have backed themselves into this corner where they cannot. You're right. If it's three losses in these in these nine games, then you got to hope that both the dot or the, both the Padres and the Cardinals are also imploding against the people that they're playing because this whole thing where they've lost six straight series and still maintain a half game lead in the wild card. I, I don't know that they're going to be able to do that if they just continue to play this way up to the end of the year and expect to play in the postseason. Yeah. And as a pirates fan, obviously looking out, outside of the postseason i am really trying to figure out who i should even be rooting for like i really am it's like it's like rooting for the reds and the brewers is okay cool our division's there padres dodgers is what everybody wants to see um which whatever for me i mean i've watched a lot of those games and i've been like yeah cool they're great games but then even st louis all of a sudden is only a half game back so they even have a shot here at this point. And the NL Central is starting to look a lot less bad than it did. Like, I will be honest. At one point this year, this this division looked bad. And it is like all of a sudden it might have three playoff teams in it, potentially. That's well, one thing that I – I, no And probably not three, but, yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. At least the Reds and Cardinals made it look respective, uh, respectful, respect, re- whatever. Yeah, you get it respectable that's the word um (laughs) because the brewers just ran away i mean we we were talking in the preseason how this was going to be a close race i don't know anybody that said that any one of these teams was going to run away with this division even outside i mean like i'm talking any pundit for baseball was looking at the nl central and saying well yeah there's obviously going to be this one team that runs away with the division in fact i think i remember I think it was MLB.com predicted the division winner would be under 500. And the Brewers laugh at that because the Brewers right now are even contending to be one of the top teams in the National League, much less winning this division. So I, I think it's hilarious how just different it's gone from how we've expected. And I, I've got some more thoughts on that. And I've got some questions for you as well, looking at the future of the Pirates. Before we jump into that, though, we got a couple of things we want to say. A couple of sponsors to shout out Direct TV Stream. If you're looking to bring all of your entertainment under one television screen, you just got to check out Direct TV Stream. You go to directtv.com to learn more about that today. Because if you're, uh, you know, maybe you've heard about this before, Ethan, I don't know. You're watching the game on TV. 
you got your highlights on your phone, you're streaming something on your tablet. And whenever it comes to the good stuff, you've got your neighbor's best friends log in so that you can get all that stuff. Stop it. It's 2021. Don't mess with that stuff. Like you can pull it all underneath your television. Plus when you, when you're using all those different devices and stuff, I don't know if you know this, but you're killing your bandwidth on your Wi-Fi. direct TV can help you out. Go to directtv.com today and check out direct TV stream. So you can get your sports, your movies, your uh, television shows, reality TV, all of that stuff can be found on your television screen, direct TV stream at directtv.com. compatible device required. Check out all the info at directtv.com. And also Ethan, when it comes to fixing up your car, I'm not really knowledgeable about, so I love cars in general. And like, you know, one day I will own a Chevrolet Corvette mid engine. I love the mid engine Corvettes that they came up with, but, uh, beyond all that, uh, sometimes it's hard for me to find the right part. Like if you go down to the store on the corner and you're trying to find that one thing, like what, what is it? I, I don't know. Rockauto.com can help you out with that. Whether or not you are looking for a brake pad, a brake light, a, um, turning lamp. Uh, maybe you need carpet for your car. They've got all of that there at rockauto.com. And they, if you're looking to restore a classic car, even you kind of seem like a dude that would restore a Chevrolet Camaro, like an old Camaro, maybe like a 1960s Camaro, something like that. You can find parts for that car at rockauto.com. And when you're in the checkout section in the, how'd you hear about us area type in locked on to let them know that Jeff and Ethan from locked on reds and locked on pirates sent you because rockauto.com is family owned for over 20 years. And they've got all that kind of experience to help you find the exact part for your car. Go to rockauto.com and type in locked on in the, how'd you hear about us section. All right. So the, the whole thing of looking at the future for the Reds is very uh, near future. We're talking about like three weeks from now. The Pirates, on the other hand, are looking at the long game. They're looking at what's happening next year. They're looking at prospects who are coming up over the next couple of years. And I know that there has been much made about the strength of this Pirates farm system, but when you look at this major league lineup, when you look at guys that Reds fans are going to be watching over the next, you know, well, the next three nights and nine of the next 20 something nights, who are the guys that are going to be invested in to remain here for the future? Because I know that's been a weird question for the pirates over the last couple of years, because it seems like they just don't hold on to guys. Um, Jacob Stallings probably won. Uh, I mean, I know he's up there in age, but he's going to be an awesome mentor to Henry Davis, number one overall pick this year. I think he's going to be a beautiful mentor to him. Uh, Ben Gamble has shown out as of late. I mean, you've probably seen some of his MLB, like some of his just ridiculous plays that he's had. Web gem creator. Oh, yeah. They call him web gems. Kevin Newman. I mean, if his glove stays like that, you have to keep him there for at least the foreseeable future. Uh, Key Brian Hayes, of course. Brian Reynolds, of course. If the universal DH is a thing after this offseason, Yoshi Sutsugo, I think, has a chance to stay. After that, I mean, the second base thing is very difficult to gauge right now. Michael Chavis has looked good. Rodolfo Castro has looked good. Hoy Park, off and on, all that good stuff. So there's still a lot of questions, but there's a lot of hopeful answers in the farm system, especially when you're a top five uh, ranked farm system that contains 
five players in the MLB prospects or Baseball America's top 100. It's one of the two. And, I mean, that includes O'Neill Cruz, Nick Gonzalez, Quinn Priester, uh, Leover Piguero, Rowenzi Contreras, Carmen Majinski. The names go on and on. It just really matters is, is their uh, development going to be what you need it to be for them to, like, bring this team back to the postseason. Carmen Majinski, how close is he to getting called up? 2023-2024, probably. He's still down got- in the right now. Because I got a headline for you. If it if it's later than it should be, then you should just roll with where in the world is uh, Carmen Majenski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay, that, was, that was lame. That I was really lame. I wasn't uh, lame. I get it now. <laughs> it took me a second, but I was like, wait a minute. I get it now. Uh, so I'm gonna steal that from you in 2023, whenever he uh, comes go. up now, or uh, or um, like, do you need a priester? Like there you go. <laughs> yeah. There go. Somebody call the priester. Get him up here. <laughs> today, the Pirates in the postseason. Hopefully, there we go. That's, yeah. Thank you for all listening to me and Jeff to spit bad bits at each other. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I got I got mad skills when it comes to lame jokes. That's for sure. Um, looking at this bullpen because we haven't really talked about that. We talked about uh, Tuesday night starter. And also um, I know that Mitch Keller is slated to start tomorrow, but then there's a TBD in game three. I don't know if that's a bullpen day or what, but what can Reds fans expect from this pirates bullpen? Who kind of, who filled the void that Richard Rodriguez left? David Bednar and his renegade walk-up entrance. <laughs> I don't give you enough. Um, but outside of him, David Bednar has been phenomenal. He's been really good. People were like, why didn't we trade him? He's a Pittsburgh native. Why would you trade him? Right. I know they traded Neil Walker before, but still, like, he's a young, really good reliever. He's just phenomenal when he goes out there. Uh, Chishon Shreve has been very good as well. I believe he still has a year of control next year. Um, other than that, I mean, Sam Howard has fallen from grace. And then you look at everybody else. I mean, Anthony Banda, that's a name that a lot of people are like, whoa, he still pitches right now. Yeah, he's there too. Um, The bullpen's okay. It's like some nights it looks really good. Some nights it looks awful. But the one consistent guy in the bullpen since Rodriguez has left has easily been um, David Bednar. One name I was forgetting was Chris Stratton. He's been very solid as well. Don't expect anything great out of the bullpen. Um, you might see a, you know, a drive into left field from Nicholas Castellanos, which I'll ask you about in a minute. Um, but anyways, the bullpen's been fine. It's saved some of the starting pitchers before in the past. It's kind of hurt some of the starting pitchers in the past. So we'll see. But I have to ask, and this is like the mean portion of Locked On Pirates and Reds today. Yeah. Almost every time that Nicholas Castellanos hits a home run, I just see all these memes about, Oh, this happened. This happened. This happened. It was like, um, just what are your thoughts on like those? Are they funny to you, or like, is like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's funny. Um, I I kind of think it might have played its uh, played itself you know, been, out. Played itself out a little bit. I I do like. I, I mean, I think the memes are hilarious, and I'm a big meme guy. But I do think that we're kind of. I don't know, yeah, kind of beat a dead horse a little bit. Dead horse, yeah. Yeah. The funniest, like, one I think it was, the funniest one I think I saw was where it was showing like all the world leaders and like the most dangerous world leaders in the world. And then Nicholas Castellanos is like 46%. And then it has like Vladimir Putin at like 17%. I'm like, good Lord. 
I'm like, okay, this one, this one, because I know that he is not a huge fan, like, because he knows what the joke is about. It's not about him. It's about, you know, a disgruntled former broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds. So it's kind of like he's almost used as an accessory to the fact. And if I were him, I I understand that point of view that he has. And I know that uh, there was, there was a weird thing where I think, Somebody made a joke and I forget exactly when it happened, but it was, it was a joke on Twitter and, um, Nick Castellano's wife is on Twitter and she, Mm -hmm. you know, tried to respond and kind of give a rebuttal of it. And then she got hit with all these replies of the meme and stuff like that. And I think that's when it started to become a lot less funny to me. Cause I'm like, all right, the, the joke isn't about him. Like when did the joke shift from, the actual subject of it to the guy who hit the home run. Like what's he got to do with this? It's just an ironic thing that it's all about the broadcaster that, you know, that was a very unfortunate day. I, I will never forget that day, but for the fact that it became a joke that they then aimed at his wife, I was like, okay, this is when things stop being funny to me but i do love the irony of stuff and one, one of my favorite things of life is irony so when i when i think about nick castellanos and the deep drive to left field it is um it, it, i think it's kind of run its course a little bit for me yeah the deep drive to left field though i mean the craziest part about that entire situation that i always tell people because they'll ask me about it I'm, I'm like nicholas castellanos didn't know what was going on in the booth when he hit that ball right. until after the game was over i'm sure like, he probably did not know. He probably had the slightest clue. He was trotting around the bases doing his usual thing. Probably came out after the game and was like, whoa, that actually happened. Impeccable timing, right, guys? Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, baseball, that's one thing, though, is, like, I feel like baseball is the least memed sport. Yeah. Outside I, it's the, the only – I don't even know if this is memeable, but like when you think about the things that happen in baseball that you could make memes about, it's really when managers get mad and start screaming at umpires. And that might be it. Like bat flips really aren't memeable. Most Um, of it is like like commentary. Like I know when Tati or uh, Shohei Otani uh, in that one game, he pitched and hit and they like, or whatever the guy said and first pitch crushing, and then it'll be, like, some stupid thing on TikTok for, like, a week and a half. I don't know. Social media and baseball, I feel like they need to do better social media-wise to really get yes. after the younger audience. And pay yeah. your leaders, too. There's a lot of things baseball can do better. We've kind of driven away from the Reds and the Pirates to why baseball needs certain things to be fixed. Well, and that could be a beautiful off-season roundtable podcast with a bunch of us like talking about what they can do better because there's lots. There's 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 definitely lots. But I'm with you. I mean, when you look at this sport and when you look at uh, these two teams in this sport and how this game and these series are going to go down, uh, both teams are kind of getting drowned out by e- even with the red success. I mean, this whole year. They've got a winning record. They're in the wild card conversation. This is something that they haven't done since 2013, but because of the way that they've played over the last two, two and a half weeks, they've almost gotten drowned out completely by the football teams here in this city. And I, I mean that plural because the UC Bearcats are higher ranked in the nation than the Ohio state Buckeyes. Boom. Uh, but 
when I look at this Reds team, they definitely deserve more attention. It's just they themselves have been very good at pushing people away these last two and a half weeks because the most fun thing about this Reds side has been their lineup all year long. But what's happened the last two and a half weeks, they've not scored a whole bunch and they've not hit a whole bunch. I, I, I talked yesterday on the podcast how in the three-game series in St. Louis, they scored eight runs, six of them via a homer, and they were one for nine, I believe, with runners in scoring position, which says two things. They can't hit with runners in scoring position, and they can't get runners in scoring position mm-hmm. here as of late. So these are huge questions that they have to answer. And oh, by the way, they also got to win some ball games here these last couple of weeks in the season so that they can make that postseason. I, I think it's just unfortunate the whole way it's done and i know that this could take a whole entire podcast to talk about as well but i think that what pirates ownership continues to do just as a disservice to a franchise that has lasted as long as the pirates have and has as much history as the pirates have and roberto clemente day should be more than just hey look at the pirates for half a second and then oh by the way they're not really good enough to pay that much more attention to the rest of the year yep and even better part, as you said, uh, Mr. Sir, that I don't like to mention on this podcast, will be handing the team down to his uh, children whenever he is done. So, woohoo! Right, guys? <laughs> that seems like a suitable way to end the podcast, doesn't it? Uh, and on that disappointing note, it's time to end, Ethan. <laughs> but no, it is. Uh, I appreciate you uh, coming on and getting to do a crossover with me before this series. I'm guessing we're going to talk a couple more times before the season's over, Probably. given how many times we're going to be playing. But um, it was good to get to talk to you. Go back and enjoy uh, Universal. I appreciate you taking time out of that <laughs> to oh, yeah, talk to me about this baseball team. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Why not? Always, I will talk baseball with any stranger on the street that I run into that wants to talk about it. And just in case you don't see it, you can follow at MVP underscore Ethan on Twitter for Twitter takes during this Reds Pirates series. You can also follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs on Twitter, and you can follow at Locked On Reds. And it's just Locked On Pirates, right? Or LO underscore Pirates. Nope, Locked On Pirates. Locked On Pirates. Forget I said the other thing. But that'll do it for us here today. Make sure you check out tomorrow's podcast as we wrap up game one and look ahead to the season that hopefully is filled with more wins than losses. Oh, yeah. You've been listening to the Lockdown Reds, Lockdown Pirates crossover. I'm Jeff Carr. That's Ethan Smith, and we will talk to you tomorrow.